great future. We're talking real money. Hi there. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Don. And um, this is, well, this is the Saturday show turned into a podcast, but it's a wee bit different than what it usually is. And that's because, um, well, we usually get our show on Como Radio recorded, but since they were uh, subject to rans- a ransomware attack there, they've lost their recorder and it's still not fixed. So I've been recording it in my studio and I forgot to start it. I forgot to hit the record button at the beginning of the show. So um, I'm going to have to recap what we talked about during that first oh five minutes or so of the program. The theme of the show was the death of the bond bull market that we have experienced for about 40 years. Over the course of 40 years, pretty much nonstop, interest rates have fallen and bond prices have risen dramatically, which has given bonds a very impressive total return. But that's not why you buy bonds. So we had that, but we cannot continue to expect that. That's why we try to base our future expectations on basically nothing but the income that bonds generate. Nothing more. And where that bull market for bonds actually ended is, you know, a subject of some debate. And has it ended? Well, we really don't know. Could interest rates fall farther? Yeah, of course they could, particularly after they've come back up a little bit over the course of the past 12 months. Because the if everything remains as is, then the end of the bond bull market happened about a year ago when Treasury 10-year treasuries were below seven-tenths of a percent. Now they're about one-and-a-half-ish, somewhere in there. But the point of this episode and this part of the episode was to help you control your expectations. And that is, don't expect bonds to make you money. And don't expect high income from them, because when you get into high income investments, you're getting into investments that have, whether you can find it or not, risk that is comparable, similar to the kind of risks you take owning stocks. And yet, you're not rewarded, or you haven't, at least in the past, been rewarded for taking those risks. So we want you to understand that you own bonds in your portfolio for one purpose and one purpose only, not to make money, to help reduce the perception of volatility, the bouncing around. That is the whole point, because too much volatility scares people out of all of their investments. And we want you to look at your portfolio as one entity. The bonds are the safe portion. Yeah, they don't yield much. But the other thing we discussed is the fact that if you buy bonds through a mutual fund, then you get a little of the best of both worlds. You get a decent return, plus you get an adjusting yield. We'll talk more about that later on. But the whole point is bonds are specifically in a portfolio to reduce volatility. No other reason. Don't go out stretching for yield. And uh, remember, you can call us anytime at 855-935-TALK to ask your questions or send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. And after this little break, we'll get right back to the actual show that we did on Saturday on KOMO Radio in Seattle. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Bonds. Bonds, 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 bonds. Those darn bonds. Nobody wants them in their portfolio, but you kind of need them. You do. <laughs> yeah, well, remember 2008, a diversified portfolio of equities still lost about half its value. You throw the bonds in and it was a whole lot less painful. That's what we that's what we believe bonds should exist to do is reduce the pain of owning an equity portfolio in a declining market. We're not buying bonds to make big bucks or to, to generate yield. So there's a couple of things you need to do. Don't go out and buy individual bonds because the individual bonds are going to look. See, the whole idea is a perception of scary. It's what you perceive to be scary. And the thing you perceive to be scary, you can't lose your money in a government bond. So the only thing left to be scary is volatility. And I'm going to dress up as volatility tomorrow. <laughs> I am volatility. To, I, I want to see that picture at uh, I am my the uh, TikTok VIX account. index. Yeah, uh, measuring the volatility of volatility. Good anyway, the, the, so the trick is don't own individual bonds because if you look at the price of them, they're going to be really volatile. Own bonds through a mutual fund or an ETF because then you own a bunch of them. And some of them will be very volatile at the longer end of the maturity spectrum, but others will be less volatile at the shorter end. And as an added bonus, they will also mature soon and get reinvested in longer maturity bonds at the new higher rates. And let's make sure people are aware of what you're saying, maturity, because you don't hear a lot of that on this program. But we're talking about length of the security, Except like from 10 this, years, this 15. Half of the, the, oh, pardon me. So, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to go too far out that older. way because there's <laughs> not a lot uh, <laughs> because uh, there's more risk, right? The, yeah. That something could go wrong and those can be more up and down, if you will. Right, so but if you the keep bond your maturities funds. to 10 years, yeah, you're probably and, and, okay. And you know what's or interesting 11. is I compared BND to BIV. BND is the Vanguard Total Bond Index ETF, and BIV is the Total Intermediate Bond Index. Yeah. And it's so curious. There's a thing called duration, which is about how long they expect the bonds to stay in the portfolio on average. And the duration, the lower the number, the less volatile the fund is likely to be. Less risk. And the duration of BND, the longer term one, is 6.8 years, and the intermediate is 6.6. Not a They're lot of almost identical, mm-hmm. almost yeah. identical. So you also um, looked at the ten-year return on the total bond, and it's only three per, uh, about three yeah, percent per year, about three percent per yeah. year. Okay. But that's three yeah. percent per year on average. So yeah, the, right. the 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 even during a a ten-year period where we've had falling, I mean, ri- a little bit of rising rates, not necessarily yeah, they've been flat to falling a little. You still netted out money, which is the whole idea. It's just to reduce the volatility. That's what we're trying to say. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. 855-935-8255. Call if you have any questions, comments, ideas, or you just need a little help with something. Call us. Jeff, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks, Jeff. What's Uh, up? Question for you. I sold my business this year, 
So I'm going to be taking a very, very large tax hit. I was wondering if it was a good idea to take my IRA and roll it into my Roth IRA. Since I'm paying the maximum in taxes anyways, is this a good idea for this year? Wait a minute. So you say the maximum. Okay, remembering that income taxes, which is what you'll pay when you move pre-tax money to post-tax money versus a capital gains tax is what you should pay on the sale of your business, correct? Correct. So I'm just wondering, I'm going to have a healthy tax bill anyways, so is it a good idea to do this now that I'm I'm young, I'm only 47, I've got okay. time. I, yeah. I'd do it in a year. I'd do it in a year in which you didn't have a big tax hit. A year in which you're you're okay. you don't have the big tax hit and your income overall is a little lower. Yeah, generally it makes sense. Okay. Again, this is something to be looked at each year because if your income does go down for some reason, as Don said, your tax rate would be lower. You'd also have space to sell something that would make you know that would not take you to the next bracket per se. Um, and again, this should okay. be, if you just hold a business this year, this should be something looked at very, very carefully. But yes, in a general sense, when we do what, what you're really talking about is a Roth conversion. We're looking for low tax years to move the money from pre-tax to post-tax. And at 47, that's great because now you're going to have a lot of growth for many, many years tax-free. That's but the reality advantage. is if you, if you're selling, if you're tr- converting your IRA into a Roth during a high bracket year, you're giving up a lot, a bigger percentage of your IRA than you would in a low bracket year. Oh, okay. to taxes. All right, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. so I would not do I would not do anything just yet. I think you got enough going on with your tax situation. Plus, you don't want to make it any harder to file the darn thing. Congratulations on your sale as well. Long. Well, thank, right, thanks again, gentlemen. Th- thank you very much for the call. We appreciate you being there. 855-935-8255. That's our phone number, 855-935-TALK. What? <laughs> Roth conversions. We get a lot of those. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, in some ways, I think it's overused. Mm-hmm. People think I should just move all my money from pre-tax to post-tax, and I should just get it over with and pay the tax. No, it should be done very carefully. Um, yes, yeah, you need to consider a lot of factors, yeah, that, which is which is why it makes a quick, concise, on-the-air answer one of those it-depends things that so many things are. We need them as a sponsor. Uh, but here's the thing. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Uh, no, I mean, and, but if people have a think This it-depends moment is brought to you by <laughs> Depends. I got very... Anyway, I, I think people think it's a pan, like it's an easy fix to my tax situation in the long haul. Remember, most CPAs that I know are generally going to tell you don't pay any tax until you have to. This is the exact opposite of this. This is paying tax today well, that you won't have to pay until you're 72. It's like right now, I, you know, I had to make the decision, do I do Roth or do I do pre-tax yeah. with my my uh, retirement contributions and because i have done planning for my retirement which is inside i can see it well my my income will be lower my income will be lower in retirement but i'm planning to live on that lower income i've got a plan for that so i'd rather take the big tax deductions today when i'm in a higher bracket and uh i'll pay the taxes later when i'm in a lower bracket 
hopefully. How are the expenses going to be lower? I mean, Chick-fil-A already gives you the discount for being 65, right? Did you get another no, one No, you don't get a 65. You don't get ah, one. Ah, okay. I assume they're that that's so what you popular. meant by They're so popular. They don't care. No, no, no. We got a plan for downsizing the house. and uh, Like you're going to blow up the top floor or something? Yep. I mean, how you downsize yep. the house. Yep. We're going to just cut it off. Chainsaw. Okay. Tomorrow, so the next door tomorrow, tomorrow, Throw this one on there. Tomorrow, all the people wandering up and down the streets of celebration with their chainsaws. We're just going to put them to people? work. You still get like half a million kids bust in or something. Pretty it's close. Crazy. Pretty darn close. How uh, many pieces of candy do you have there in your house? Well, Debbie's going to get some right now. We we were debating Wait. whether we were going to do or trick or treat or not. Shut I mean, because, turn the lights off. Because on our street, every year, yeah. consistently, we get about five hundred kids. It's trick or treating, but on yeah. the main drag through town, they can get over five thousand. That's nuts. Five thousand because all the hotels bus people in here because it's supposedly the best trick or treating in America. Eight five five nine three five talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory dot com. V e s t o r y dot com. <laughs> For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. I refuse to participate oh. now. I refuse. I just my All wife right. is not How my wife Scrooge. is not happy with me. She said, <laughs> I, I oh, want really? you to give out candy with me. And I, I went, okay, but I'll do it, but grudgingly. She goes, No, you'll just gripe the whole time. I went, Yeah, I will, yeah. because I hate it. It's not that I hate the little kids trick-or-treating. It's that I hate the sheer quantity of them. Well, yeah, no, you and, get people. And, I, I, when I said people are bust in, that's the I, no, reality. I literally feel like um, I should I should have like a, a little booth at the into the sidewalk that says like trick or treating, fifty cents a person. You know, maybe you should do why, it like Chuck Jaffe does. Like why am the I their little Halloween theme park? I didn't volunteer for that. <laughs> I can hardly wait for Thanksgiving and Christmas. With <laughs> you know, they don't. Well, we don't have children and their parents going door to door, going. May I please have a leg of turkey? <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the holidays, dude. You're going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, at Christmas here between Thanksgiving and New Year's, yes, it snopes. That stuff is hideous. I've been there for that, and let's not go there. Let it snope. Let it snope. Let it snope. Truly, truly awful <laughs> it's just tradition. Awful. Uh huh. All right. Eight five five nine three five talk is our phone number. John, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. <clears throat> hey, Don. Hey, Tom. How are you doing? Good, John. Good. What's up? Good. Uh, I'm 65 years old. Retired. I retired about seven years ago under disability pension and Social Security disability. And uh, at that time, I had rolled over my TSP into a traditional IRA. And uh, I may have made a mistake at that point because I thought I was rolling it over into a just a mutual fund, but it turned out uh, it's a annuity fund. And at this point, I realized this when I was thinking about uh, converting some of this traditional IRA into a Roth IRA. And uh, I don't know if I can do that from an annuity IRA fund or. Okay, well, how long ago did you buy the annuity? That would be the first thing to know. It was at right when I uh, 
retired when so I seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. first thing is so, to so find so out if the surrender What kind is, of annuity is um, this? Do you know what kind of annuity? Do you know the name of the company? Do you know, is, is it a variable? Well, is it's, it? Uh, it's, um, let's see, it's Thrivent Financial. Thrivent, the yeah, former well, Lutheran Brotherhood. People yeah, who, the hood, um, the hood may have hoodwinked yeah, you on this one. Another company that yeah. I just don't like very much personally. Yeah, right. they, they sell, you know, they they play this they whole base it on affinity religious affinity card, and I hate that. Um, and then they charge right. you these huge commissions and fees. So yeah, it makes sense that somebody like that would have put you into an annuity. So it's probably a variable annuity. I'm gonna likely, guess. yeah, likely. a variable annuity will have a surrender charge that probably goes for ten years. But okay. bear in mind that you could pay a surrender charge, probably three percent right now to get out. But the extra fees and expenses you pay for the insurance that's attached to this investment are probably about two and a half to three percent per year. So it's one of these things where you can pay now to get out, or you can keep paying as you stay in and wait to not pay to get out. I, I had I made this mistake, would chalk it up to experience and transfer this IRA into a real mutual fund account of some kind and bite the bullet and pay the surrender and never, ever, ever go back to this person who sold it to you. Well, he's retired, so... Well, that's for the best. Probably will. But bear in mind, his firm firm will put a full court press on you the minute they realize you're trying to get out. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, so you um, should go to the, the, there's a declaration page there somewhere in your document that will tell you what, how much surrender fee you have left. That's what we're trying to get to, because that's what you can run that number. Then as Don said, then you got to decide, well, I'd rather have them take that instead of taking the two and a half or 3% a year for the next two or three years. Do you know the now, full name later. of the annuity? Yeah, I could Thriven, probably look it up. Thriven is just the company that, that wrote it to you. Uh, the moderate allocation. Uh, yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go find your disclosure documents. You got them. They, they have to give them to you or they're it's online. The second page, declaration page. Yeah, yeah. And, and there should be a mention of surrender charges. And again, after seven years, my guess is they tend to land in the 3% range. I would, I would bite the bullet, pay the three, because you're going to pay extra in fees every year anyway for staying. And you can get into a mutual fund. Instead of paying 3% per year, you could pay like one one-hundredth of 1% for some. That's cheaper. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You got questions? We hope we have answers. We're going to try to have answers to your big and little money questions. Just give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 here on Talking Real Money. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're glad you're listening. And we also, by the way, before we continue on, um, I want to, a lot of you have had social security questions over uh, the past few months. And uh, we find some of those a little bit 
challenging to answer because we're not social security experts. We're not. Not hardly. We're not. No. Mm-mm. So what Tom did is he interviewed a social security expert on Boy, Friday. Boy, is he ever. He knows and his stuff. And we have gone ahead and created a podcast of that interview in its entirety. And that will be immediately following this live program on Como Radio in Seattle. That will be made available on podcast services everywhere under the Talking Real Money podcast or at TalkingRealMoney.com. So you can go listen to a terrific, informative interview about Social Security that runs about 25 minutes. It's not going to take a ton of time. It's good. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, well, I did it. I guess I should be a little more enthusiastic. You, yeah, I, you, no, it was actually was, Jason was very, very good. He is extremely knowledgeable. He speaks well. I think you slammed so, him though somehow in that I, little. No, I didn't. Yeah, you. Me. I, I think you were. Me. I think I you like, were. <laughs> no, I think you were saying Jason was boring. I think it's really Jason rude. was not boring actually. No, it's a good of piece. All the things it's you could say about some him, good he's not some boring. good answers to some uh, really important yeah. questions. So, go yeah. check that out at talkingrealmoney.com or on your favorite podcast service uh, after the show. It doesn't go up till after the show because we wanted you to stay here. Oh, look at you. We That's, didn't want you sneaking away. I, well, you're going to do that or put up the rerun of the last Denver Broncos game. And I guess. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that to anybody. Thing. I would not do that. <laughs> Torture I would is not, over. <laughs> I would not. Do, I would not know. That was the one game this year, thankfully, that I watched on uh, on the NFL condensed game thing. So I watched it in 30 ah. minutes. I even sped up the condensed game. So the whole thing <laughs> was, was like over in like 10 minutes, or, minutes something? or something. I got it done okay. fast. 855. Where, where do you find that, what? by the way? You have to subscribe. Sorry, it's uh, NFL oh. Game Pass. I, the, the, oh, what, do I just say that and my phone will hook it up or something? There's I don't know an what app or something. You go to oh, NFL.com, okay. you can sign up. I got too many of those things. Anyway. I'm just, you ask me where you I get know, it. I know, I know. I thought better about it. 855-935-TALK. That's our phone number. Uh, one of the things we talk about, and, and we really believe fervently in the power of diversification. However... It can be taken too far. Unbelievably, you would think with all the people who want you to just focus your portfolios on a few things that they couldn't get any, they couldn't get ridiculous with diversification. However, Larry Fink from BlackRock, which is, by the way, the biggest mutual fund company in the world, Larry Fink, the founder of BlackRock, thinks you should make your portfolio even more diversified. Yeah, well, there are, Don, as you may be aware, 3 million indexes you can invest in. Did you know that? 3 million? 3, three, million, three indexes? million indexes? 3 million indices. How can they be indexes I, if there's 3 million oh, of them? So I don't know. What is it? We've got the one stock index, the two stock index, Everything the three you could stock and imagine. a bond index. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. All right, so Larry. <laughs> Larry, Larry, Larry. Larry's, by the way, more of a deal maker than he more than an asset allocator. So we'll give him a break for that a little bit. But yeah, this just at a recent conference, he's saying that uh, people should have more of their money in illiquid, illiquid uh, private Uh, equity investing. And he even goes as far as saying, but he's saying that we should do this as part of our bond portfolio. Right. I mean, he went. they went as far as saying a 60-40 portfolio, 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds should look more like 50% in stocks, 30% in bonds, and 20% in alternatives. And then they quote, and they say over the past 20 years, private equity has outperformed the public markets, which nobody really knows because it's too hard to keep track. I don't think there is a scorecard for all the various private equity you get into. No, it's opaque. Track of that. Yeah, it's totally opaque. 
And so, but at the end of the day, again, this is, for me, it's a matter of risk control, because what you're saying is I'm going to take some of my money in something that is very low risk. If you use U.S. government intermediate duration bonds and instead take that money and put it in alternatives, way more risk. Private not even equity. Equivalent. You can't, I mean, the nice thing about private equity is that you won't know how volatile it is until it's too late. That's the only good thing about it. The, the downside is you won't know how valuable it is until it's too late. That's a stupid idea. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Money, 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 money. Money makes the world go around. So we talk about it here on the show at 855-935-TALK. Just give us a call, 855-935-8255. We talk about money, but sometimes we talk about other things. And I just wanted to read this. This is not a question. This was a comment. Oh, okay. Okay? It just, yeah. um, <laughs> I on a last Friday's Q&A podcast, I talked, Which you did on your own. Do, That's all did, done. Yeah. So I was talking yeah. about my new microphone that I do the podcast on. Ooh, look at that thing. That yeah. is totally it's a, awesome, it's man. It's a really awesome mic. It's really cool. So wow. I was talking about it, and I said, I don't. I, I said, this is probably going to bore all of you to tears, but I was really excited about the new mic. So I got a note that says, Don, thank you for your information about the new modeling microphone. The sound is awesome. Of course, your voice is a big part of it, but the new mic has presence smooth. He gives me all this stuff. He goes, as a recently retired electrical engineer and musician, wow. it was a treat to hear you discuss your new toy and demonstrate it. <laughs> but but he does say, he goes, I keep up the great work. I benefit greatly from you. And Tom. Ah, okay. Giving, now I'm listening again. Giving a sound education on the financial topics. As a DIY investor, this is vital to my success. Thank you. So That's a nice comment. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really nice. Now you we have out the number. I did eight five five nine three five talk. That and is our did number. Did you give the promise? The promise of the calls. If you call today, we're going to offer you more treat than trick. No, I, I'm not going to do that because okay. Who knows? Ahead and say it then. We don't really know, but I do have a question. If you want one, oh okay, Please. I do. This was yeah. sent in at talkingrealmoney.com on the yeah. contact form, and um, starts out saying hi. I really hope you all do a social security show or two or three. Well, see, that worked out. We got a social security podcast coming up on our and podcast service. So it'll it'll also be part of retire me just a few yeah. months away. I can't believe that I'm 61. <laughs> How do you think? I feel? Believe it, man. Yeah, believe it. Believe yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in social security. Now background, my wife and I married later in life and we have two teenagers they will be 14 and 16 when I turn 62. Sounds kind of like you, dude. Mm. Uh, I heard that I can take Social Security at 62 and get extra yeah. benefits for the kids. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's cool. The benefits run until the kids graduate from high school? That's right. It's actually 18. I don't know if high school has anything to do with it. Okay. But yes. I don't have W-2 or 1099 income, but I do have 200K on Schedule E. My wife has W-2 income of 150000 Question. I had not yes. planned on taking Social Security until 70, but is this a reason to start at 62? Well, Wait. you'd have to run the numbers because you'd have to look and say, okay, so for four years, I'm going to collect this extra benefit. 
due to the fact that I have a, a dependent who's in my household while I'm taking Social Security. I don't know how big that benefit is. So you'd have to take that, right, for four years plus the other t- person for two years. Add that to what your benefit is going to be from 62 to, what, 67 or so. Have you done that for you? No. I looked at it. <laughs> you got I a, looked at you it got briefly. a teenager. I do. I looked at it briefly, and it didn't. It didn't look like it made sense no, to me. No, it wouldn't for you. You make good money. Well, and then because because then this is remember it's sixty two that benefit that you're setting up for. This is the part that people forget. It's a and lockdown. It's still almost half. It's like a third of people taken at sixty two. It's a yeah. tragedy. That's all you're going to get. Yeah, they're going to raise it for inflation, but inflation's going to be like today, right? Gas and all those things are more expensive. So. You'd have to look at it with the with the sixty two benefit you're getting plus the other two. Okay, well he says waiting till sixty seven. He says quick math leads me to believe that I could I would have to live past eighty eight for it makes to make sense not to take it at sixty two. No, I don't believe you. I again, I'd have to look at. Does he give the numbers in terms of how much benefit he gets for each teenager? Of course not. His fingers would be typed to the bone. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd have to, but I would be very surprised, I'll put it that way. Very, we should dial up Jason right yeah, now. Yeah, and then he says, number. and what would happen in 2038 when my wife turns 70? 2038? Can I switch to her earning record and get a step up? Oh, yes, he could. Yes, he can, but it'll still be lower than half of hers because he's taking right, it 62. Right, but, but now, though, with <laughs> the combination of 62, no, but think about it, with the combination of the 62 and the extra benefit for the kids and the fact that he can get up to half, a little less than half of his wife's at se- 70, at- it might make sense. Yeah, you need yeah. to. You I, need to actually to, sit down have, and run the numbers. You'd have to put that and, in a computer. And, yeah. and and what you might want, there are various social security. Yeah, there's online calculators. calculators. Larry Kotlikoff has one that's yeah. about mm-hmm. forty bucks or something, and that may yeah. be worthwhile. Oh, forty bucks. Yeah, that would be worthwhile because <laughs> we're talking yeah. a decision that resonates for the rest of your life. I would I I would love to know what that benefit is for the dependents. While you're taking Social Security, I don't. I guess I could look it. You up. know what we should do again? We should I could call Jason. No, I could no, call no. Jason what right we should now, do? What we should do show. is is um is set up a a list of people who uh, that we could call you. We could set up for you to call them with Jason. I could probably figure out a way to do that and get that get yeah. a Q and A Q&A going that we record for the podcast. I'll look into that. Sure, I'll yeah, look into doing that. Great. Yeah. So again, I think that at the end of the day, in this circumstance, like most when it comes to Social Security, especially if you're married. You probably need to get an actual piece of software to look at this rather than just saying, I put it on the back of an envelope and here's how it looks, because this is a huge decision to claim Social Security. Big, big, I, I big. should know the answer to this question, but I'm going to plead old age because I probably know it, but I don't remember it. Do we have such a program at Vestry by Appella? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. I thought we did. Yeah. So yeah, if absolutely. someone, if someone, wanted to get this figured out on a yeah. one-off basis this sure, is one of those you. things that they oh, could yeah. call mm-hmm. or set up an appointment at vestry is this a pitch of some to get kind? it figured out no it's not really a pitch it's just okay. i was thinking w- w- wait don't we have advisors we have yes we have some don't we not right not this moment but, but monday morning we will really they're not like the- I think they somebody don't that's work on call the whole or weekend like you. They never. <laughs> they never 
I'm going to go do the leaves right after this. So, um, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me go to, let me go to uh, vestry.com. I want to see. Something. Oh, you want to do the little chat? See I'm going to see if anybody's responds. there. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to actually do it. Okay. Someone is supposed to be on call right now. I don't know. And they, they never listen to the show live. I Fred. Much. My Fred? email, Fred. I was going to say, who's, Fred Lamb. I was going to, okay. If, if we have an advisor named Fred, then I'm in com. a lot of trouble because I don't know Fred. Advisors. Let's start a live chat. See if anybody responds. So, yeah, technically you could go there and ask questions too. Hello. I think is, it, is that at the uh, Vestry website or is, is that at Talking Real it's Money? It's at Vestry. Is anyone okay. there? <laughs> Hello. Tom told me I could call anytime and get help. Hello. Okay. So, yeah, we have a live chat feature. We'll find out if it works. Yeah. yeah. Waiting. Do we need the uh, Jeopardy music here or something? <laughs> there, I'm waiting. Okay, I'll let you know. I'll let you know after the break. Um, by the way, if you have questions, you can talk with us live on Saturdays from noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. But you right can also, that would be right now. Yeah. That's what time it is now. Right now right. it is uh, mm-hmm. 3.53 Eastern time. Well done. See? Or you can call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And the good news is it's the same phone number. 855-935-TALK. But we found another great way. Well, you guys love this way, and that is... Any response on the any response no, on the chat? No, oh, boy. No, there's going to no. be trouble on Monday morning. Not, a, not no. Uh-oh. Nothing. Uh, you can also send your questions at TalkingRealMoney.com. So you are going to see one of our advisors get in trouble live yeah. on the radio. 855-935-TALK. <laughs> A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom, I'm, I'm really sorry. <laughs> Standing by I'm, for I'm chat really sorry. response. I, I typed yeah. in, hello, is anyone hello? there? And then I Nothing. typed in, what is your favorite color? And, and no response. No one's telling me what their favorite color is. Yeah, there's going to be. Uh, okay, you shouldn't have. You should have put like an I have two million dollars ready to invest right now. Can you? Help oh, wait. Me? I that may might be a better idea. Be eccentric. <laughs> but I but have a lot of money. I have two multi-million dollars to invest. And oh, then later on, I'll tell happens. them that that's one. Ooh, two million one. Oh wait, we gotta go. Like go to vestry.com and set up an appointment. That's vestry.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a family registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.